Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. It's Ghosts of Boyfriends Pastime. Hello, everyone. Tom Harris and Elizabeth Best, your hosts here on the show. Yes, and we're here today with a mini-sode for your listening pleasure. That yes. sounds sus. Your oral your pleasure. Your oral pleasure. <laughs> That's mm. oral, not oral. Straight into your ears. <laughs> Get it. We're so, going to tingle those uh, little hairs in your ears no, with some... No? We're running away with this and it's gotten completely away from us. Oh, boy. Today we are doing the agony aunt and uncle thing. We're going to answer questions that either you've sent in or that we found on the internet and just kind of give you some advice on, on what you should be doing because we're pros at this by now. That's sort right. Of. We've racked up some uh, some skills, some, some input, some knowledge and some advice and... It's going to be all things dating, uh, breakups, uh, uh, first dates, etc., etc. Romance, all, marriage, all cheating, in, all and sundry, everything. But first, what I wanted to do is we've received a lovely wave of reviews yes, on our we podcast, have. and I thought I'd take the opportunity to read out a couple of our fun little five star reviews, just to kind of say thank you to the people that left them very quickly. Um, so the first one uh, is one of my favourites from, and I don't know how to pronounce this <laughs> this handle, but it's T I Q G O B Tick Gob. I don't know. Anyway, yep. this review says it's titled "Love It Despite the Red Flags," which kind of made me panic when I first saw the headline. <laughs> but let's read on. It says, when we are apart, I worry that you won't come back. When you are due to arrive for our weekly date, I compulsively check my messages. That one time you were late, I worried that I'd done something wrong and you'd left me. Please don't leave me. I can change. In all seriousness, this podcast is one of the highlights of my week. I think it's also making me a better partner. Communicate, folks. <laughs> well, Using our slogan too. That's right. Well, listen, Rita, um, we aren't like, look... We're, we're, we're always going to be there for you, okay? Always. But you have to be mindful of what of the ex expectations you're putting on us, okay? <laughs> we're, we're putting a show out once a week for you, okay? And we would love to do more, but, you know, you got to think about our workload and everything. So once a week, okay, that's all we ask. We'll, we'll always be here, but <laughs> we're not going and anywhere. And look, sometimes we're going to be late because that's the person, that's who we are. But, you know, the fact that you love us despite these or because of these little flaws and fuck-ups that we do makes our little hearts sore. Yes, but thank you for reaching out. That's, that's very sweet of you. Um, and I'll do one more from uh, Rizzo Smizzo. This is another five-star review. New fan is the headline. I love listening to this show. The hosts appeal to my sense of humour. And amongst the laughs, you get some sound relationship tips and insights. Worth a listen to. Get around it. 
There we go. Get around it. Quite succinct. So we're going to give you some of that advice all right now. Tom, would you like to start with an opening question? Absolutely. For though uh, we, I think you and I uh, forget that there are people in the world who are who are right now only new to dating and yes. new to everything. So what are some good questions to ask on a first date? Um, what do I, you want to? Yeah. What do you want to know? How do you and how do you go about it? I think, uh, first of all, make sure that there's a good balance between asking and answering questions because yes. you don't want to make the other person just talk about themselves. But at the same time, you don't want to just be talking about yourself either. Absolutely. But just kind of see if there's common interests. Just asking the questions like, you know, what kind of things are you into? Don't. I always have a hard no on religion or politics first date. Leave that out. Um, you don't want to. Like, I feel like if they don't share the same values as me on those topics, it will become apparent from other answers to other questions. But in my experience, and I have talked, I'm pretty sure I've talked politics on a first day and it just bombed. The whole fucking thing went down in flames. You can't have a non-heated discussion. (laughs) (laughs) And even if you are on the same page, you just get angry at how messed up the world is. So it's, it's... It's not a good idea, I so think. So leave the political uh, yeah. discourse out of it on the first date. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. I think uh, searching my sense memory of, of first dates, I think I, I'm looking for them to like the movie, to laugh at the same things I laugh at yeah. and... Uh, it's it's music and it's that that's your starting point, isn't it? Your um, uh, not so much hobbies but interest and in, uh, what do you like to listen? What do you like to watch? All those those common common areas. And I feel like if a first date's going well, you won't need to be thinking what question shall I ask next mm. because it's just the banter that stems from all of these kinds of chats that you're having you know, should should stem from there. I also like to avoid spending too much time talking about jobs because a lot of people will open yeah. with, so what do you do? And that question's fairly loaded for me because there's my nine to five, but I also have a whole bunch of creative a stuff good, as well. I, but I don't want to focus on the money aspect. Of know? course. I think a good way of getting around the uh, what do you do question is sort of like what's a nor- what's your day like or what the talk that's me through your day that's a much better way of asking that and then they go like well i get up in the morning and i have muesli and you're like you eat muesli too oh my god i didn't know you're such an old man as well yes um <laughs> i will not have muesli bashing here so i love muesli i am full on the muesli train and i think also you can ask sort of big questions and gauge from their reaction and that uh, how they respond will tell them uh, tell you about themselves like Questions like, what would you do if you won $5 million? Yeah, and those, those you can get to those bigger random, ones. Random, randomy kind of. And there was another one. I went on this um, speed dating thing once where they had like question cards on the ah. table for you to kind of so that you didn't have to think about it. You could just pick pick one up and be like, okay. Um, and oh, there was one question about, oh, yeah, it was how would you do in the zombie apocalypse, which I'm a big fan of that question. And I, you know, it, it kind of gets you to tell them a bit about yourself where they're like, oh, no, I'd be hopeless. I'm clumsy. I fall over all the time. Like wanna- it absolutely wouldn't work. Or someone would be like, no, like I've, I, as long as I had some brawn with me, I've got the smarts to out-strategy zombies kind of thing (laughs) like it promotes conversations that get you to tell people about yourself without being like well I'm really clumsy or you know without it's it's a fun way of revealing stuff about yourself that's uh do you want to hear my answer I agree with you do you want to hear my answer yes I don't want to survive any apocalypse 
at all? N- not at all. Because when the rebuilding of society comes around and 200 people are gathered and we are the last, uh, they're not going to be going, we need consultants and actors <laughs> and comedians. <laughs> Step forward. I have no skills. They're not going to go, podcast hosts. <laughs> to, the to the front. <laughs> I have no skills. And that's after you've survived the hellscape, the, the nuclear thing, the, the zombie apocalypse. That's after you've already yeah, done all yeah. that hard work. Not worth it. Look, my Take idea me out would in the be first to wave. grab my friends or people that I care about or who could strategically help me survive and go find somewhere to live completely off grid so that I wouldn't have to deal with the society anymore. Fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, that's not really a dating question. That's a zombie apocalypse question for another yes. podcast. Um, so I have another generally general kind of question for you. Yes. How do you deal with your ex seeing somebody new if you're on good terms? If you're on good terms. Yeah. So like, like obviously if your ex is seeing somebody new and you hate them with the fire of a thousand burning suns, you curse their name and, you know, like bitch about it to everyone that you know. But if you're supposed to be friends, yeah. but you feel yucky about it, how do you approach that? That's a tricky one. I, I can kind of relate to this. Um, my my last lady friend, my ex, and I, we broke up on on really good terms, uh, very quite amicable, and both from a we both understood, and it was all very good. And then seeing her with someone else, it hurts. It does hurt you. Yeah. Because even though you've you've laid out all the dot points of why you've got to break up and why it's got to end, just seeing them with someone else, you're like. Nuh-uh. No, 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 mine. No, <laughs> but not mine. Can't but... be happy with anyone else. <laughs> so it's on you to sort of uh, own it. And if you, if you are truly happy for, you know, if you truly still love them in a in a wholesome humanity way, mm. and you still respect them and you still care for them, then you have to be able to go. Okay, they're they're happy now. I can't control that. You know, you've yeah. sort of got to come to peace with it on your own terms. That depends. If I suppose it's different if you're still talking and having to communicate with this ex. You yeah. have to see them face to face and deal with it. I didn't have to do that, uh, so I was, I was sort of okay. But it is, I it is, a, it is a tricky one. It, it it takes it always takes longer than you think and you want it to as yeah. well. I think coming to peace with it. So uh, my rule is I take it a step back from it. My belief is that if you would still take this person back or have any type of feelings that in the future at some point you'll get back together. You can't be friends with this person in your life in a regular basis. Yes, that won't work. I feel like uh, if you're on good terms and you genuinely get that pang but you don't want to be with them, then take your advice, Tom, um, which is just to kind of like deal with it (laughs) in a mature way but like you rationalize it with your brain that you know keep intellectualizing the reasons why yes but i know a few people who are just like oh my god my ex is seeing someone new and they still carry slight torch for that person yes i think that's the point you need to cut ties for a little while yes you need yeah um if it's yeah it's over it's you you are ex-boyfriend and ex-girlfriend or whatever um and they have someone new yeah, you and you, but you still carry a, a little torch for them. Yeah, you even have if to it's the away. tiniest, yeah. tiniest little flame, I think you need to give yourself space from that situation, yeah. or it'll crush you. Yes, it'll uh, the over time, day by day, it's <sighs> a death by a thousand cuts. It really of, is uh, the having to smile and be like, "Oh my god, hi, yeah, uh, how fine. are you guys? You're such a cute couple." Uh, yep. No. Yep. Yep. No. Uh, where are we? Uh, another question from me, I believe. Yep. Um. Have you ever faced resistance to hand-holding? Holding hands? Yes. You have? Yes. Mm. 
it does seem to be it does crop up seem to crop up every now and then yeah i got called needy for wanting to hold hands in public yeah (laughs) it made me feel really and because like for me my love language is one of them is physical touch Mm. right so if somebody refuses to show i don't want someone to like shove their tongue down my throat in the middle of pub in the middle of a group of people but if you won't show me little signs of affection in public, I don't believe that you love me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to say so it, it any it other way. So it is kind of black and white it's like that. It's a big that. deal for me because that's that's one of my chief love languages and I've had, you know, situations in my past where I've thought that somebody was trying to hide me as a girlfriend because mm. they weren't being affectionate in public even though they're just not affectionate people. So, again, it's another thing of... I guess both partners being on the same page read the other person's love language and knowing that sometimes you have to do stuff like I don't you know like if the handholding's not their thing sometimes you have to deal with no handholding but if it is your thing they should also cough up with the handholding every now and yep, then. Yep, right. Yep. You got to compromise on this shit. I think you should hold uh, my general rule is hold your girlfriend's hand, damn it, you know, yeah. every now and then. I but I um I suffer fr- I I run hot. I'm oh, like I an, get sweaty palms. Yes, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I sweat uh, like a safe cracker, and <laughs> so so the, but the you hand can still holder, do like edge of fingers yeah, intertwining. The, the hand holding will be brief, yes. but it'll be sort of con- a constant yeah. brevity uh, throughout, or even our, just throughout our throughout our life. Throw your arm around her for a little yeah, bit, that's right. or you gotta, stop to give her a little smooch, and then keep going so you don't have to touch sweaty palms. I don't know. Generally, I'm pro hand holding because when you're out and about, it's something to do with. At least one of your hands. You do, you don't have to worry about what you're doing with your hands in public. Yeah, I know. Awkward <laughs> hand people. This is a good thing. Is You've great. automatically got a job for one of your hands. So if you were an awkward hand, if you're an awkward hand positioner, uh, don't don't despair. <laughs> hand holding is uh, maybe the solution for you. All so right. you, but you, but yes, you have faced resistance to hand holding. Yeah, yes. I have, and I'm and I'm not down with it as one of my love languages. It makes mm. me feel really um, like someone's ashamed of me. Yeah, right. Or not, or wanting to appear single, like that could be partially my baggage. But you've got to meet someone yeah. in the middle. We'll unpack. We'll go through that baggage <laughs> on another day. <laughs> okay, I have another question. So, the terms office wife and husband are pretty loosely used in popular culture and in my company, and I'm pretty sure I know what an emotional affair is. So, where's the line between it's okay and it's cheating? Um, so is having an office wife some kind of a lesser affair? Is an office couple that are open to all their colleagues about their close friendship, do they need to tell the real spouse? I know that's uh, awkwardly worded, but basically what yes. they're asking is, do you agree with the whole calling someone an office wife, an office husband, and at what point does that cross the lines into not being okay? I believe that's what the question is. Okay. I'm kind of struggling with the concept. So it's someone oh, not, at work. No, I, not, this is oh, brand, okay. kind of so, brand new. I've had before, like I, one of my besties at my old job, I used to refer to as my work wife. Like I am very straight. So obviously it was, um, I'm not very straight. I'm straight. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's a spectrum people. Um, and I've referred, you know, it's just somebody who you constantly like, uh, I don't know. How do I describe this? So it's an emotion. It's an it's an emotional. It's like your work bestie, but you yes. just call them office. You know, work wife or work uh, husband. But when gotcha. that happens, of of you know, um, couples of the gender that you see, like that you're currently in a right. relationship. Right. So I with. say to my girlfriend at home, "Hey, I'm off to the do the podcast with my work wife." Is exactly. That, that's it. Okay, yeah, I yeah. understand. Right. And so, at what point does that cross the line? And I think that depends on what your partner's boundaries are. 
I don't think yeah. like because I've had uh, have I had a yeah I've had a boyfriend who's referred to someone as their work wife and I kind of would joke with that like we'd bitch about him at Christmas party because like what else do work wife and home wife do together I basically think and my rule has always been thusly if you if there's something that you wouldn't do with your actual partner standing next to you that is when a line has been crossed yes and I think that that's such a good blanket rule that if you genuinely have like a work wife or a work husband and everything's above board, then literally every interaction that you have with them should be able to be viewed, seen, heard by your partner with no one getting upset. Yeah, that's the that's the cut and dry of it. Um, just because you put the phrase uh, work wife on it doesn't mean that your actual wife no, who you get no, to flirt with, who it, you get to send me- the dirty messages no, to. No, you don't get that kind of privilege. It's more like a, you know, like a you the person that you're close to. It's, like, it's your work bestie, but it's a funny way of saying it, I guess. And, the, the, and the, we are to understand that the label, the, the work wife label is purely, it's friend, it's fun, it's cutesy. As it's, long as it is that. Yes, and that's, but that's, <laughs> that's what it should be. Yeah, and that's what, exactly. Okay. If it's cutesy and it's just someone that you like besties with, as long as you're, it's it's not considered an affair in my mind as long as your other partner agrees with it. Mm, if, they're agree. not, if they're not comfy with the term, then stop using it. Easy, end I, of. Yep, absolutely. Um, I agree with you 100%. Yeah, cool. All right, so that's done us for our advice for this week. Hopefully you've benefited from it, and if not, soz. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, sorry we're free, inadequate. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry our free podcast doesn't give you all oh, the answers to the universe. Oh, is our free podcast not solving all of your <laughs> yeah, problems? So, well, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to cut the sarcasm there, and um, just thank you all for listening. If you do love it uh, more than uh, more than average, give it a rate, give it a like, give it a review, uh, subscribe, do all the things. We might read out some of your five-star reviews reviews in future episodes so leave us a review and if it's if it tickles our fancy we'll read it out on air and give you a shout out otherwise you can find us on all our social medias we've got our ghost of boyfriends past group therapy group and if you want to be a guest on one of our i keep saying maxi sods and i don't like it main episodes comfortable with the wording there no if you want to be a guest on one of our main episodes you can go to that's not canon.com forward slash ghost of boyfriends past but in the meantime keep writing in your stories and questions Hello. I hope you enjoyed slash are enjoying slash will enjoy whatever podcast I'm in right now. Once you're finished with it, why not pop on over to Broadway and Other Kiwi Dreams, a podcast exploring the lives and minds of theatre practitioners in and around the New Zealand performing arts industry. Join me, James Shearer, in a deep dive into what makes this industry tick. You'll hear conversations with some of the top names in the Aotearoa performing arts scene and beyond, from the up-and-coming to the big Shorty Street stars. So, if you're into the performing arts, come on over to Broadway and Other Kiwi Dreams because no two journeys are the same. And wherever you are in yours, I hope we can inspire you to soldier on and keep following your Kiwi dreams. A That's Not Kind of Productions podcast. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There are known knowns, known unknowns, and unknown unknowns. But there are also unknown knowns. The ancient and esoteric order of the Jackalope is a secret society devoted to unearthing and sharing this forgotten knowledge. Each episode, we take one of these strange stories and share it with you. No topic is off-limits, except for the obvious. Available wherever fine podcasts are sold.